Welcome back. Emily Lonsberry. We're going to talk about uh, elections and debates and campaigns and the process through which we, you and I, pass as we are exposed to these efforts to, uh, to win our vote. That's what's happening on the presidential election stage right now. It is, of course, Donald Trump uh, and Joe Biden. While there are some theories about whether or not uh, Donald Trump will accept the Republican nomination, we'll set all that aside. And for the sake of of the next half hour or so, while you and I chit chat here on the radio, uh, we will we will assume that the two the, the two candidates are on the Republican side, Donald Trump and challenging his uh, presidency. Joe Biden on the Democratic side. Uh, another aside, you remember that audio we played last week from Donald Trump, or I'm sorry, from Joe Biden? Yeah, he said some time ago that he would be releasing a name for a vice presidential pick the first week of August. Yeah, guess where we are right now? That's right, the first week of August. And we have yet to hear from Joe Biden as to who will be his selection for uh, the vice president, uh, vice presidential candidate, I should say. Now, the reason I'm particularly interested in that is, uh, first off, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, to to hearing from this person. I'm looking forward to hearing their uh, their pitch for Joe Biden and for themselves. And and once that question is answered, yeah, then we probably know who will be debating Mike Pence here in Utah. Don't forget that here in Utah, we have a historic duty to fulfill this year uh, in hosting a vice presidential debate, only one of them. There will, only one, there will be only one vice presidential debate, and it will take place here at the University of Utah. Um, but there is an effort underway by some to abandon the plans for these presidential debates. Recently, there was an opinion piece in the Washington Post uh, which absurdly makes the, the case that the logistics are just too daunting. I mean, it, it, it's, just, it's just too tough. You know, uh, there are so many schedules uh, that have to be coordinated. First off, you've got to make sure that uh, you're not scheduling one of these presidential debates on a, on a Friday or a Saturday. Who's going to tune in then? then and then you've got, got to look at the sports schedules because we can't compete with sports. You know, we just can't compete. Uh, with sports, no, no, that's awful. And then, and then, what else? You know what? You got to look at the president's schedule. You know, who, who knows? Maybe there's some sort of uh, UN General Assembly happening uh, in, in September. Got to uh, schedule the debate around. It's just too much. It's too, it's too heavy a lift. You see? Yeah, that, that's the opening argument against hosting, hosting a presidential debate this year. And then uh, it, it moves into the coronavirus concerns. Talks a bit about how. Yeah, uh, live studio audiences, that's, you know, people are going to, you know, even accidentally, they might be coming uh, in six feet of contact with one another, and that that's no good, that's irresponsible. Well, let me just repeat myself, something I said earlier today. I, uh, n- not on the presidential level, but I, I, was, I was a debate moderator just a few months ago. Yeah, in the first congressional district primary debate, I moderated that at Weber State University. And here's how uh, it went. We all showed up with masks. The candidates on stage each had a desk that was, uh, it was well over six feet spaced from every other uh, contender. My lectern was positioned safely and a good distance from not only the candidates, uh, but also the, the camera crew and the various staffers who were there assisting. 
Uh, one large change in the debate format was that there was no uh, there was no audience in studio. There was no audience there in this great auditorium at Weber State where we held this debate. It's doable is what I, is the point I'm trying to make. All right, this presidential debate can and should go on. Anyone who says otherwise is off their rocker, or or has some sort of fear uh, that one candidate will outshine the other, or that something will happen outside of their control. In the in the in the political consulting world, in the political consulting world, and believe me, I know I've, I've dabbled in these waters. You, you the, the number one objective is to control all the elements. You want to you want to know the answer to every question before you ask it. You don't ever want to be surprised. And we know that not only Donald Trump but also Joe Biden, the two of them are full of surprises. You really never know what you're going to get. And that makes uh, the handlers nervous. In fact, that makes some in the media nervous who uh, observe there to be a profitable narrative. And if that narrative gets out of control, well, shoot, how do we, how do we sell that? How do we package up our product? And if it's out, outside of our control, that's just too much for us. And so they're calling uh, on a delay. Uh, and no debate. Also, uh, on that point of, of delaying, delaying elections. Yeah, we, we've heard uh, from the president. We have heard his views. Uh, I want to steer your attention right now towards uh, a piece of writing in the Deseret News. The editorial board got together uh, and very clearly said, no, the 2020 presidential election should not be delayed. And they, uh, in this editorial piece uh, kind of compile uh, some of the data, some of the things that I have been thinking about for some time, making a list uh, of all of the trying times that our nation has faced since its inception. And yet we have never once postponed a presidential election. 1944, it's World War II, right? There were a number of politicos, who were arguing that the presidential election of that year uh, should be postponed. The editorial board makes the point that nothing could aid Adolf Hitler or Emperor uh, Hirohito more than political infighting in the United States during a war. Political infighting. That's when two folks are duking it out, trying to assume the highest office in the land. You can define that, or you can characterize that as political infighting. And the argument being made was we ought to postpone this. We ought not to have this uh, divisive form of campaign here as we are fighting a world war. And there are some uh, great powers uh, across the ocean who would love every opportunity to take us down. Well, maybe you were there for this. Maybe you've read about it. But the election went on just fine. If you roll back the clock even further, the Civil War... The Civil War, despite carnage, uh, despite division in this nation, <laughs> unlike we have ever before seen. You think right now we're divided? How about you get so divided you go to war against each other? Yeah, uh, Civil War didn't keep the election of 1864 from taking place. What do you think? I want to hear from you. You pick up your phone, give me a call, let's talk about this. What about debates? What about delaying the election? 575-TALK. 801-575-8255 is the number. 
Pick up your phone. Give me a call. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, it's you and I chatting about this very question. Should we be delaying this election? Should we delay the election? 575-TALK, 801-575-8255. You and I chatting here on the radio next after the break. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. We are now in the final half hour of today's episode, episode number 160 for those keeping track at home. And the question I'm asking right now is, should we delay this election? Are there appropriate grounds to delay this election? Before the break, we walked through a number of instances in history, uh, namely the Civil War and World War II, (laughs) where there were arguments made by many that, hey, you know, maybe we should uh, postpone this election. And you know what? We didn't. We stayed the course. We adhered to the Constitution. We carried out the elections, and they were successful. And America endured. And we are in no unique situation today. Yeah, sure, there's a pandemic floating around. But as school districts have demonstrated, uh, there are ways to work around the danger posed by the virus. And as the state of Utah has demonstrated time and time again, mind you, we have the equipment, we have the procedure, we have the understanding, we have the precautions in place to successfully execute an all-mail-in ballot. And so we can't do it. We can't do it. Now, don't, don't say I'm, I'm naive uh, because, yeah, Utah is not the United States of America. Once you open it up on that scale, uh, how, do you, how do you handle it? No, no, no. We can scale our successes. Utah can scale its successes. I believe that. I believe that 100%. Uh, and that's also not to say that we will need to uh, rely entirely on a nationwide uh, mail-in ballot. Anyway, uh, let me back off that for a second and get back to the question. Are there grounds to delay this election? I'd like to hear uh, from you. Let me give uh, the number once more. It's 801-575-TALK, 801-575-8255. Let me take a few calls, and then I'm going to uh, share with you another instance in history where uh, times were challenging, uh, and yet we as Americans endured and carried out a successful uh, and an integral election. Uh, first up, on the line. It's Dean from Layton uh, has some thoughts. Dean, sir, how are you? Uh, Dean, you on the line? Can you hear me? I can, Dean. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Lee? Uh, I'm doing very well. Tell me what you think we should delay this thing. Uh, No, 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 there should be, there should be no delay. I think uh, veering away from what we do would be detrimental to us. I think uh, it is just a show that we are who we are. We have a constitution. We live by that constitution, and we are not going to let anything or anyone divert us from uh, accomplishing that. Yeah, I like that attitude. Uh, how about the debates? Uh, do, do you think there's any good reason to, to call off the debates, either uh, strategically or health-wise? Uh, no, I mean the debates have been going as well as long as I can remember, and I don't see any reason uh, to stop the debates. Um, I think, uh, on a political level, uh, you know, showing some bias here, that I think that <clears throat> the Democrats don't want the debates to happen because I don't think Joe Biden can debate. He has a hard enough time just holding a regular conversation. 
I think they think he would just be an embarrassment. They want to shut that down. They do not want that to happen at all. Yeah, his unpredictability uh, is certain, certainly something you can't deny. Uh, you know, to use that word that's been thrown around for the past uh, forever, uh, he's a, he's a gaff machine, right? He, he can uh, he can gaff, and, and that uh, that scares folks. That scares the handlers. That scares uh, the the consultants. And uh, and so your point's well taken, Dean. Uh, thanks so much for your call. Uh, next up, let me have a, a chat here with uh, Tamara from Draper. Uh, has some views on the election. Uh, Tamara, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Tell me, you think we should be delaying these elections? Oh, yeah, we should absolutely have the election. It's ridiculous not to have it. Uh, You know, I I don't see a problem in some ways with having – I don't know who wants to necessarily walk in in November and vote. I'll be honest with you. I like to walk in and vote, but I'm not going to do it this year. And who knows what's going to be – November is going to bring with this virus. So I was thinking two options to mail-in or uh, walk-in voting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't really think the walk-in is going to work very well, to be honest with you. Because of the virus? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's, you know, that's when the flu season, even though this isn't the flu, right. uh, people really start getting sick. So I don't think it's a good idea. That, that's certainly something that we're going to learn. We're going to see how, uh, you know, how the changing of the seasons uh, impacts the spread of this virus. And uh, to listen to the folks that describe how the flu gets passed around, it's when the weather gets cold, uh, not necessarily because of the cold weather, but because that same cold weather drives us inside and makes us closer to one another. So I'm anxious to see how that works out. Let me ask you, Tamara, before you go, uh, if, if mail-in balloting were not available to you, but in-person voting was, this coming fall, uh, would you turn out to a polling place and cast your vote in the presidential election? Oh, I'm going to vote, but there are a lot of places, listen, there are a lot of states that try and stop people from voting. They don't have enough machines. There's a lot of problems with them, and people are out there in lines for six hours. You know, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, is not the answer either. You have to have, they have mail-in voting forever, and some states, what is it, seven states only have mail-in voting. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's nothing wrong with mail-in voting. Uh, In two, what was it, 2016, 135 million people voted. There was mail-in voting and absentee voting, and there were, uh, what, four uh, fraudulent uh, votes. Yeah. Out of 135 million people. And I just talked to a postal worker this morning when I was out working in my yard. The postal uh, the mail came, and she didn't like the idea that uh, that they were trying to stop mail-in voting. And that, you know, they don't want to uh, fund the post office. Right. You know, right. and I, I have to agree with that. And I have one more thing to say. Sure. That guy that just called about Biden, they're afraid what he's going to say. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, does he make a gaffe every now and then? But listen, this is the way I feel about it. If anybody's going to go off the rails, it'll be Trump, <laughs> not Biden. The man is not Biden. Sorry. Biden knows what he's talking about. He may make a flub. He's a stutterer. My dad was a stutterer. Their mind works faster than their mouths. That's just the way it is. Yeah. But I don't think... It'll be a problem with Biden doing a debate. Matter of fact, he said he wants to debate Trump. So we'll see what happens. All right. We'll let that be the last word, Tamara. Thank you so much for your call. Thanks for listening to the program as well.
uh, she, she makes a good point, and she brought up something interesting. Uh, and if you have a, a moment, this is a, a cool little research project you can do on your own. If you look at Joe, and this isn't making fun of anything, and he, not making fun of a candidate, uh, not making fun of Joe Biden, or the condition uh, experienced by those who stutter. Uh, Joe Biden does uh, and did in his earlier uh, days have a, a significant problem with stuttering. Uh, like a real, real hang-up with, uh, with with that little tick. And what he was able to do, as he's described in interviews, and it's been pretty, uh, fairly well documented, uh, he's been able to, over the years, you know, certainly not uh, do away with it entirely, uh, but develop certain, like, mental techniques and such uh, to be able to overcome that stutter. And I, I admire that. Uh, you know, our politics are certainly different, but uh, but I do admire uh, him putting himself into the position he is now uh, and honestly serving uh, for as long as he has in the Senate, knowing that's a very uh, public-facing position, and to do so with the ever-present uh, difficulty of uh, being born with a stutter. Uh, so uh, that's interesting. If you have time, Google around and learn about the background of his uh, stutter. It's fascinating stuff. Well, we're going to take a break right now. Uh, and when we come back uh, for the final segment of the program, I want to talk to you uh, about vaccines and outdoor schools. And I want to do so from a perspective 100 years in the past. Some fascinating stuff happened way back then. They were able to overcome some challenges that you and I are facing today. What can we learn? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.